from the studios of Farm Journal Broadcast. This is Ag Day. Taking the lessons outside while these students are getting in a commotion about our oceans in Louisiana. Ahead of their time. We're seeing a, quite a few producers now that are planting green. How farmers in Nebraska are leading the way in helping you flip your soil. Plus, pain at the pump. My worry is prices will be, you know, at these levels or higher in 23. What experts tell us is the real reason behind these higher diesel prices. Right now on Ag Day. Good morning, I'm Clinton Griffiths. While prices at the pump may be going down, diesel prices are continuing to climb. AAA reporting the national average as of Friday was 5.36 a gallon, about 45 cents lower than the record hit over the summer. But it's still up 5 cents from the previous week and $1.72 higher than the same time last year. Ag Day's Michelle Rook joins us with an update. Michelle, what's pushing up those prices? Clinton, inventory is tight as U.S. oil refining capacity is down about a million barrels per day. It's gone offline due to COVID floods and fires. However, that's not the real culprit in higher diesel prices. In fact, there isn't a danger of running out of diesel as U.S. production currently exceeds consumption. The fact is the U.S. refines 25% more diesel than it needs. Um, U.S. production is about 5 million barrels per day of refining. Uh, we only use about four, so we have a lot of extra. However, that extra production is not getting where it's needed due to distribution issues, and some of that supply is being exported due to the Jones Act, which is driving diesel prices higher. You can't take a ship from Houston to New York Harbor um, so this a million barrels per day of extra diesel that's being refined, we have to sell it overseas because there's no ships available to just ship it up to New York. And Wenzel says with China relaxing their COVID restrictions and the pullback in the dollar, that could continue to increase demand and diesel prices. Wenzel says retailers are currently offering some great prices on diesel for 2023 with some discounts as much as 20 to 30 cents off of spot prices. So he says it may be a good time to secure some diesel supplies. And the Biden administration is taking aim at the oil and gas industry, even as the president presses energy producers for more oil drilling to lower gas prices. At a global climate conference in Egypt Friday, the president announced a supplemental rule cracking down on emissions of methane. The new Environmental Protection Agency rule follows up on a methane rule he announced last year. The updates would include more requirements to reduce air pollution. It would also promote the use of methane detection technologies and a so-called super emitter response program, which would require operators to respond to credible third-party reports of high-volume methane leaks. Some areas getting their first taste of colder temperatures over the weekend. Meteorologist Courtney Jorgensen of Ag Day Affiliate WNDU joins us with an update. As we start off the week this week, you can see that there is high pressure dominating the eastern half of the country. Some much needed rain is forecasted, though, further towards the south and portions of Texas. We could certainly use that rainfall as well as some snowfall just east of the Rockies as well, too. But this pattern is going to be shifting as we head its way into the week, and we'll eventually start to see more moisture as we head further towards the north. But we are still dealing with an exceptional drought. Take a look out there, and you can see as we head through the drought monitor, 
exceptional drought through the central portions of the country as well as on the southwest as well too. Now we did have that hurricane just last week or at least the remnants moving along the east coast and we did see some moisture from that but maybe not quite enough. Those root zones are still quite dry, extremely dry in fact in those north central portions of the country as well as uh, partially into the Great Lakes and into the southwest as well. Yields in the Fields on Ag Day is brought to you by Micro Essentials from Mosaic. The science of more. Discover our proven products. Text YIELDS to 31313. And Austin Hossettler of Southern Michigan sharing this photo saying another load of corn is heading out. And good news, he reports he's seeing above normal yields this year. I'll have more on your forecast coming up. China's announcing changes to its COVID policy. The news sparking a rally in Asian stock markets along with the latest U.S. inflation numbers. On Friday, government officials announced they would opt for shorter quarantine periods and move to stop tracking secondary contacts. A big change from its zero COVID policy, but it comes as authorities counted more than 10,000 new, mostly asymptomatic infections. That's the most since April while several cities remain in lockdown. The president of Mexico doubling down on a recent pledge not to buy GMO corn from the U.S. President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador last week saying the government can't buy it, adding, quote, there is a market for it, but the government cannot make a purchase because we do not want GM. Now this follows a recently signed decree stopping the import of GMO corn by the year 2024. Mexico has traditionally been one of the biggest buyers of U.S. corn, typically by private companies, at 17 million tons annually. The Biden administration officials, they continue to raise the issue with their Mexican counterparts. The news coming even as USDA announced the flash sale of more than 209,000 metric tons of U.S. corn to Mexico on Thursday. A sanitation company is accused of having 31 children, some as young as 13, working overnight shifts at food processing plants. Now, the Department of Labor asking a court for a temporary restraining order and injunction against Packers Sanitation Services. It alleges the company employs minors at the JBS plant in Grand Island, Nebraska, the JBS facility in Worthington, Minnesota, as well as Turkey Valley Farms in Marshall, Minnesota. Federal officials say their investigation found some miners were employed to clean the killing floor, along with meat and bone cutting saws. The complaint alleges one 14-year-old regularly fell asleep in class and missed class as a result of suffering injuries from chemical burns. PSSI rejecting the claims by the Labor Department, saying it is confident in the company's strict compliance policies and will defend itself against the claims. Flip Your Soil on Ag Day is brought to you by ESN Smart Nitrogen. USDA's Natural Resource Conservation Service provides technical assistance if you want to implement new conservation practices to help flip your soil. Ag Day's Michelle Rook is back and takes us to Nebraska where many farms are already ahead of the curve. Utilizing conservation practices to improve soil health is nothing new for farmers in Nebraska. Many were early adopters of no-till to preserve moisture and protect soils from wind erosion. The next step was integrating in cover crops. We're seeing quite a few producers now that are planting green. So they're planting right into our green cover crops and then terminating at a later date. So they're really trying to get the most out of the cover crops possible. Plus the cover crops can provide some forage for livestock producers to take some pressure off their pastures. 
Dominique says many producers also use those cover crops for weed control. Definitely there's some folks out there that totally believe the weed suppression potential and with rolling some of these taller um, cover crops like rye um, and triticale and other things where they're able to just lay that flat and it does provide really nice weed suppression. Um, so it, it reduces their costs with um, chemical controls. Farmers are also reducing other input costs as they build carbon and organic matter in the soil through soil health principles. And then once a system has been in a cover crop no-till system, there are some of our those early innovators, early adopters that are seeing the real nutrient benefits of bringing in all of that additional carbon into the soil and uh, crops are, are, are doing well with uh, less inputs. Dominique says over time these soil health methods sequester carbon and improve the microclimate of the land. If we can promote um, no tillage so there's no loss of carbon during the tillage events, if we can promote continuous living roots in a system we're going to continually be processing, putting photosynthesis in place, putting carbon back in the ground, nutrient exchange, um, all that is always better. He says farmers won't see results overnight. It may take three to five years to achieve higher yields and reap big economic returns from these soil health practices. But the longer-term benefits are worth it. I'm Michelle Rook reporting for Ag Day. Grains rallied hard on Friday while livestock trailed off. We'll take a look at the marketing week ahead next. And later, Machinery Pete is keeping his eye on used four-wheel drive farm tractors. And the records keep falling. Details still to come. Soybeans making gains to end the week on expectations for further demand from China. Let's see what we'll be watching this week. Michelle has more in today's Markets Now. Markets closed out the week last week with a higher day in the grains. We were lower for the most part in the livestock futures. Tommy Grisafi joins us with advanced trading. Well, higher grains, but it seemed like uh, China's easing of their COVID policy, that lower dollar really kind of fueled that. And, and what's amazing, I guess the question would more be, how did grains not explode the last few days? I mean, they, they traded up towards the end of the week, but to have the biggest dollar move in like 25 years, on uh, that would be Thursday. And then Friday, the dollar was incredibly weak. So biggest move in decades, and, and corn goes up a little. Beans actually had a nice bounce towards the end of the week. But with a move like that, you'd think we would be much, much higher. And maybe it just shows you, Michelle, that the grains aren't as connected to the dollar as they used to. When I was a young man in the pit, we used to trade in that pit, and we used to really stare at the dollar-yen pair. And one thing people have to realize is that the dollar, when we look at the dollar index, that's very much dollar-euro. It's not like that dollar is trading against a whole nother basket of currencies so much. So the dollar is so heavily based the euro because we don't have things anymore like uh, the German currency that we had and all the currencies across yeah. Europe. So when you look at the euro, the euro's at 103, 104. So other markets uh, benefit by it more, crude oil, gold, silver. A lot of commodities had uh, a little uptrend for the end of the week and that was nice. Uh, producers would be happy with that little Thanksgiving gift there. And of course, part of that pullback in the dollar had to do with the CPI data. And when you add that all together, what's it mean for commodity and money flow going forward? Well, the CPI was a heck of a number. The Dow Jones closed up 1,200 points on the CPI number, and that, that was impressive. What it means is that America's in not as bad shape as it had seemed. 
we didn't have as hot of a number. But let me be perfectly clear. The two-year yield still around four and a half and inflation's at seven and a half. We need to get that inflation level closer to that two-year. And that's the job of the Fed. Now, of course, the stock market and investors are looking for any excuse to find any reason to buy anything. Right. And by the way, the way Bitcoin traded this week, they didn't need much uh, much more excuse to just go buy a good old-fashioned American company. Right. Bitcoin made its high one year ago Thursday at 69000 made a low of 14500 this week. So maybe a few bumpy roads ahead yet for us. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Tommy Grassafi, Advanced Trading. More Ag Day coming up. Ag Day is brought to you by Endzone from Farm Shop MFG, which allows you to rehydrate your soybeans from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's an extra semi-load added to your bottom line. Order your Endzone fan now for as low as $2,900 while supplies last. Now through November 22nd, Willowwood Glufosinate 280SL starting at $59.84 per gallon when you pay with cash. Visit fbn.com slash direct. Price is subject to change. Terms and conditions apply. Peter Rogers, Courtney Jorgensen joining us here to take a look at our national forecast. And we're talking about some rain there in the Southern Plains and some of those folks could sure use it. Absolutely. They've been under a significant drought, but they are going to start to see some of that moisture. Not everyone sees it though this week. So portions of the Northeast going to be seeing that high pressure keeping us on the drier side further towards the Southwest where we certainly need that moisture, potentially some moisture there today. There is certainly some snowfall in those higher elevations along the Rockies as well too, but most of the country staying pretty dry. And in fact, that trend continues as we head into the midweek. We start to see more moisture off towards the Northeast thanks to that low pressure system. But look at the rest of the country dominated by this ridge of high pressure going to be keeping most of us on that drier side. Now, what does that mean in regards to our jet stream? Same kind of thing. You can watch that dip further towards the north begin to take fold as we head Tuesday and on into Wednesday midweek, starting to see some of those cooler temperatures as well to that high pressure ridge building in from the southwest, keeping us on the drier side there. Then as we head Friday and on into Saturday, things begin to even out as we head into a more of a steady stream as we head towards the end of the week. Now, as far as our temperature is going to be quite a bit below normal for a good chunk of the country. In fact, look all across the nation. Everyone is pretty much below normal further towards the southern portions of Florida, just slightly above normal there, but pretty much everyone dealing with those very cool temperatures. As far as precipitation this week, we are looking at some above normal precipitation in portions of the Rockies and into the uh, south central plains. And then as uh, we head into the Great Lakes, certainly below normal, but further towards the southeast where we have that potential for some increased precipitation. This is what that forecast is looking like as we head into this week. We're talking about those precipitation levels up to two to three inches of rain. Here's what it looks like in cities in your area. Look at your forecast here. Marshall, Missouri, mostly cloudy. Some evening snow overnight tonight with a high of 43 degrees. Then as we head into Mission, South Dakota, partly sunny skies, high of 27, low of eight degrees. And on into Ozark, Alabama, a sunny start with increasing clouds. The NRCS Conservation Stewardship Program cost shares more than 150 practices on farms and ranches. Visit your local service center or farmers.gov today.
Machinery Pete is on the road this week and has something he needs to get off his mind about four-wheel drive tractors. Well, if you ask me, hey, Machinery Pete, what's been top of mind for you the past week? I'm going to tell you four-wheel drive tractors. Now, of course, used values have been roaring higher for quite a while. I started to notice auction prices going skyward about 18 months ago. In fact, there was one particular auction on March 22nd of 2021, an online farm auction in Sibley, Iowa, by our friends at Sullivan Auctioneers, where they sold this 2007 John Deere 9620, 1,255 hours on it. One owner, it was a gold key tour tractor, went for 270,000 bucks. Folks, that was 75K over the previous record of 195,000, and that was from 12 years ago, back in January of 09. But here's the deal, it's not just the pre-def, pre-tier four, four-wheel drive tractors that are hot. If we stay with Sullivan Auctioneers, they had a sale last Monday, November 7th, an online farm auction in Hamilton, Illinois, where this 2014 John Deere 9360R, 786 hours on it, one owner, went for 297,000 bucks. And again, that's a record by $47,000. And get this, that was a bareback. So you got an almost nine-year-old bareback four-wheel drive scraping 300K at auction. Wow. And oh, by the way, folks, the three highest auction prices ever on 9360Rs, all from the past 11 months. And we're not done with Sullivan yet either. Last Wednesday, two days later, on an online farm auction in Portage de Sioux, Missouri, they sold this 1988 Case H9150, 4,426 hours on it, went for $62,500, same deal, record price, but it broke a record from almost 19 years ago. All right, thanks, Pete. Now, not all food production comes from the land. Some of it comes from the sea. We're off to Louisiana for a lesson in tending to the health of the ocean and our coastal lands next. Now through November 22nd, Willowwood Glypho 6, starting at $33.49 per gallon when you pay with cash. Visit fbn.com direct. Prices subject to change. Terms and conditions apply. Closed captioning on Ag Day is brought to you by BASF. BASF, helping you do the biggest jobs on earth. Teaching children the vital role of Louisiana's coastal and wetlands is a goal of a program called Ocean Commotion. As Craig Goto reports, students learn why these areas need to be protected. Whether holding a strange fish, petting a reptile, or planting a tree, Students attending Ocean Commotion got to see just how diverse Louisiana wetlands are. The event featured many plants and animals that live there and why it is imperative to conserve these natural resources. It's important because the coast is important to Louisiana in many different ways, uh, environmentally, economically, and culturally, so it's important for our students to be educated on the coast and understand its importance. Emma Bush is a student at West Feliciana High School and a 4-H wetlands ambassador. She volunteered her time to help educate students about wetlands because these places are special to her. I truly do like working with our younger kids. I think it's great to show them what we do and something that we really do take a passion in. Gabe Giffen spent the day teaching students about alligator ecology. Having a live alligator and allowing students to pet it was a useful way to educate students not only about gators, but the career opportunities that coastal Louisiana offers. At a round robin event like this, there is that niche for each one of those kids. So we hope we're hitting that child, piquing their interest, and giving them the beginnings of what co could become an outdoor career for them. 
While Ocean Commotion was a one-day event, Fox said there is a wetlands curriculum available for teachers that centers around wetlands and includes subjects besides science. The Youth Wetlands Program, we do have lessons that can be incorporated into the classroom and teachers just can go online to our website to register for those. Ocean Commotion is an outreach event organized by Louisiana Sea Grant and includes numerous state and federal agencies. With the LSU Ag Center, this is Craig Gotro reporting. All right, thanks, Craig. And that's all the time we have this morning. We're sure glad you tuned in from all of us here at Ag Day. I'm Clinton Griffiths. Have a great week out in front.